You're listening to the Screaming Pods Network. Good. We're rolling. Now we are, yep. Awesome. Welcome to Sacred Collective. It's our second one of January. And to those who are listening outside of uh, us here, it is bone chilling cold here in Minnesota. Um, so wherever you think you are and you think it's cold, unless you're like in the Arctic or maybe Canada, we beat you. Uh, it's right now, I think it's currently zero degrees. And next we, we're going to sub-Arctic. We're not supposed to get above zero for like 72 hours. So, Is that over the weekends? No, that's next, like Tuesday through Thursday. So next, next a week from this past Wednesday, we are not supposed to get above 10 below for a high. And the low is negative 20. So I'm sure there's going to be a lot of cars giving us the finger. Because <laughs> they're not going to be starting. It's going to be like, not today. Not today. Anyway, we're going to a smaller group today, but that's great. Um, thanks for those who listened to our last one, which was about... Um, actually, my brother and um, his friend Troy spoke. We got a lot of downloads. That was great, kind of hearing their perspective. It was a fruitful conversation. There were some disagreements, but I think we were all cordial. And I, I know my brother had a really good time, and would like to be back and so would Troy so kudos for that um I also want to shout out to the drunk ex-pastors to Christian and Jason Jason thank you I space sorry Jason um we interviewed them last Friday Caleb and I so thanks to Caleb to allow me to be part of that um it's going to be a, a dual release here upcoming once uh the guys from drunk ex-pastors sends us the there, audio stream yeah, yeah well, um, it's kind of cool because when I first uh, interviewed just Christian I mean sorry just Jason um, they didn't have the setup to be able to Skype and record their end at the same time and so it was just hit the audio like a phone call pretty much almost like a call in show but this one's going to sound really good uh, because they were able to record their end and, and we got to video chat them at the same time I got to see what they look like in, in the flesh um, yeah, we talked a lot about <laughs> kind of about their life talked about like Christian agnosticism talked about other stuff and we talked about masturbation how much we masturbate that's my fault sorry uh, leave Good it to job, Caleb, Caleb. Way to, I had to stay on brand way to, way to lead, it's true. lead everybody uh, down no, it, I mean it, it, it wasn't <laughs> anything intense but if you know the guys from Drunk X Pastors they don't shy away from that craziness um, so they did shout out to the Air of Grievances podcast which is Caleb's other podcast and the Sacred Collective so um, that's awesome so that should be probably coming out within the next week or two so we're going to have a couple of these coming out this one in a few weeks and that other one um but when we were thinking of something to talk about we did kind of write a list down about a month or two ago of some potential ideas and this was on what we're talking about today's um on that list um it's going to be violence and vulgarity in scripture but before we get into that let's do roll call i'm brian I'm Eric. I'm Kayleen. I'm Caleb. And Amanda's here, but putting our daughter Ava to bed, so she will join us shortly. Um, I have some questions that I'm going to ask all of us. We don't have to go through all of them. If there's something that we want to pigeonhole off, that's more than fine. So um, these are just some things that popped into my head. I was, I was Wikipediaing things. I was looking through some commentaries and other theological books. But they really, you know, sometimes if any of us who have studied theology knows that it can kind of go off track or kind of get 
super deep and I don't think we're necessarily always about that and kind of wasn't really trying to focus on what I wanted to go to but kind of put some uh, I think decent questions together um, the first one is I have what do you think what do you what I can't even talk what do we think of vulgarity in scripture does it exist what stories in scripture point to this can we define what vulgarity would mean that's a good question Vulgar- yeah. vulgarity could be um, crass language vulgarity could mean anything I look at vulgarity as just like crude language like mm-hmm. and I'm I haven't taken Greek or Hebrew so that's on me even though I have two seminary degrees so any of us in the room who know Greek or Hebrew oh, I took um, Greek but I could I'm sure could I remember but tell us or anybody <laughs> listening could tweet us sometime or Facebook us or whatever I look at it as like was there anybody in the Bible like Jesus, Paul, Peter, any of the writers who used words that might have been used like vulgarity-wise, like shit, um, fuck, um, other things, like translation-wise. Like they might have not said those words, mm-hmm. but closely translated. Another question I have later on, but there's a lot of harsh language spoken by the men in the mm-hmm. Bible like get behind me devil fool hypocrite those aren't curse words like as of now like in our culture but back then those were very uh loaded languages you know like kind of talk so i'm using vulgarity in that sense of something that could be very vulgar Mm -hmm. i look at vulgarity too because like if i look at eric and i'm just like hey f you that's vulgar but if i like stub my tone i'm like and i curse i don't think that's vulgar i'm just so i think Mm -hmm. there's a difference like that i think Mm -hmm. especially vulgarity expletive and not diminutive yeah i think like if you're saying it to hurt someone maliciously Mm -hmm. i think that is more vulgarity okay i think it's also worth real quickly pointing out and even if I wanted this to be a rabbit hole, I think it's, like, way too boring for it to be one. But I just want to say, like, just real quick, like, uh, you guys have uh, studied Scripture a lot more than I have. And I'm not 100%, but I, I bet I've, I've probably studied language uh, probably relatively more than you guys have. I, I, you know, I, I don't have a degree in it or anything, but I did go to school for it and, and studied just, like, as, as a pastime. And I think it's important to point out, like, even this, the term vulgar just means, like, of the people, like, the common language and it's and also as language evolves, something that might be grammatically or even socially incorrect or unacceptable becomes a part of the lexicon and becomes you know a part of the standard language. And that's why dictionaries are rewritten every year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like Portuguese, which is now its own language, used in the Middle Ages was a dialect of Spanish. You know, in, in, of mm-hmm. European Spanish. And then it once and they say a language is a dialect with an army. So it, there's a political side to when things become you know, an official part of the language and things like that. And then also just culturally, like from culture to culture, like in a lot of European cultures, vulgar words or curse words have to do with um, religious context, mm-hmm. you know, whereas like here, yeah, it's especially in in, um, in the church, it can be bad to say Jesus, you know, or like, oh, my God, or things like that. Whereas in other countries, that's like a really, really bad, let's like saying fuck, you know, or something like that. For us, it's mostly sexual terms, or you know, referring to genitalia and things like that, like mm-hmm. dick, fuck, pussy, cut. Never mind, I'm not gonna say that. But, you uh, just did. Even I didn't. I didn't say the last two letters. He didn't. 
You, you, got, gonna, your, you got your limits there, Caleb. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I, I have something yeah, to add ahead, on yeah, to that. When, when I was in seminary, one of the professors that I had was um, ju- was on the committee for the new NIV translation, and they changed some things, like, you know, the word thong means something very different now than it did back then. Back then it meant somebody's sandals. Mm, good somebody's point. underwear. So they changed that. And they just changed it the, um, to sandals That's instead great of mm-hmm. instead right. of. There's another like, yeah. same example. I don't know if it was the same edition, but I heard mm-hmm. that. Um, <clears throat> now I forget which podcast it was, but I listened to one, and they were talking with one of the editors for for one of the NIV translations, and they were talking about the same thing. But mm-hmm. one of the words I remember them mentioning was um, the word booty yeah. in the Old Testament about like oh, like bountiful. claiming booty, bountiful. but bountiful. like treasure, yeah. treasure, and it's like. They were, like one of the things they said is that you don't want to have a preacher <laughs> read the scripture, then have all the little kids start laughing. Yeah. Uh-huh. he said booty, uh-huh. and so that they changed they changed that That's word to great, yeah. I think like treasure or spoils yeah. or something. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so yeah, it's yeah. like language. So as is our very language fluid. is evolving, our understanding of that language, mm-hmm. which yeah. in itself at the time was evolving, but now is dead. It's right. just like it is there. So I think maybe this could be kind of a. a Amendment to our like working definition for this conversation of vulgarity, but beyond just like individual words, but maybe like the context of like what someone's mm-hmm. saying. Because yeah. like, what about like like calling someone a viper? Mm-hmm. You know, like the word viper is like a snake, but there's like what's the connotation? Like, what's uh, the meaning behind mm-hmm. it? Like, is that vulgar? Right. What's the intent? Like, yeah. What, what's yeah. or like like if. Um, like there's now I I can't think of like a specific example, but I know there's times where when Jesus, you know, he always answers questions with questions, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. like, is it? I mean, I don't know if it would go so far as being vulgar, but like he was like there was a lot of times where if it wouldn't take much of a jump to try to get into like what that context, but he he like probably got real sassy, mm. you know, like mm-hmm. probably being sarcastic, yeah, and, like yeah. being like sarcastic mm-hmm. and like. So I don't know. I think that there are different perspectives for you know what people would classify as as vulgar. Mm-hmm. So you've got you know like yeah. someone who's very conservative, very traditional, um, might see someone else being sarcastic or talking back as being vulgar. Oh yeah, good point. And so I think it's I think it's a very subjective thing, and maybe that's maybe that's the point of having this conversation is that um, what one person thinks is vulgar someone else doesn't and mm-hmm. so it's mm-hmm. it's all about it's very subjective. the context and it's like yeah. to, to like use an old idiom it's about the like the spirit of the word not the letter of the word mm-hmm. so it's right. like what's what's mm-hmm. what's in the purse the speaker's mm-hmm. heart what's their intent right. and I think that's really what what would Kind of delineate whether it's, it's vulgar or not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Paul used talked about that all the time too. Like, and the distinctions between who was going to eat the meat from the sac- that was sacrificed versus who wasn't. That's exactly the underneath of what he was mm-hmm. trying to say at the time, and it shows that we we all look at things differently. And just because we look at things differently doesn't mean that we can't draw meaning for that or come together and, and try to like. Okay, so you believe that, and you believe that. Okay, well, mm-hmm. you know, we can be a friend. So yeah, yeah. And I, um, I know, like, when I'm around, I'm sure we can all probably relate to this to an extent, but, like, when I'm around my family, specifically my mom, I definitely, 
for one thing, I, I probably talk a little bit differently, uh, but then I also censor myself a lot more. You know, I, I, as as you guys, by probably blowing your minds, that I ever have a filter on myself. <laughs> but but you know, when I'm my mom, like I love her with all my heart, and like even if even if I say something that I don't intend to be shocking or vulgar or anything like that, I know that I need to change my vocabulary around her. Like, I, I very casually throw out, you know, quote-unquote curse words, like when I'm hanging out with my friends, without meaning to shock anyone. Or, you know, it's, it, maybe it's lazy, but it is part of my vocabulary, you know. And so mm-hmm. I think that, that kind of goes along with it is, you know. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine Caleb censored, though. I know. I know. It, it's, not, it's not a full censor, that's for sure. <laughs> well, yeah, and I mean, even with the, the definition of that, like, working kind of definition of, of vulgarity of, Knowing the cultural context, knowing that it's subjective, knowing that, you know, out of our group of five people, one of us could think vulgarity is one thing, one of, you know, mm-hmm. it, so there, there is truth in that, but I guess the question more is, like, specifically, I'm sure all of us here in our group have read the Bible, whether or not all the way through a lot of it, but is there something, a story, a portion of scripture that jumps out to you that you're like, that might have been kind of vulgar language and I'm not saying it has to be per se a curse word but like Eric was saying like viper like yes viper is like a snake but viper if it's used within a certain kind of way and meaning could be vulgar if you're trying to hurt another person's feelings mm-hmm. is there anything that in any of our heads that jump out that could be like hey that story I've Two more real quick questions about the defini- our working definition of vulgarity. Are we saying, first off, I guess the biggest, most glaring one is, are we limiting this to the New Testament? No, any, Beca- any, okay. any because scriptures then, old and New Testament. Okay, and then that kind of leads into, are we, um, would you consider vulgar to be, would you, I mean, obviously you're including violence in, in the definition of, of this, uh, this conversation, in our topic, but uh, would you consider uh, like sexual deviance to be vulgar? Because then, I mean, we can just do a yeah, quick Google well, search on the Old Testament, and you've got a list of, you know, more quit, than we can talk about. Quit jumping ahead and reading my notes, Caleb. Is that in your notes? <laughs> yeah, well, it's a couple okay, of questions. Okay, well, then, we're, then we're we'll save it for later, then. Well, I'll let you guys use your uh, indexes of, of Bible quotes. Do you think we've memorized the Bible? What the? <laughs> like, I don't have an index. I don't know. Why hey, I went to a one. I bet I have more verses on tap than a lot of you. <laughs> I probably do. I, I have a Rolodex in my mind of just all these Bible verses. No, I don't. Anyone? Eric, you had something earlier, didn't you, before we started recording? Um, well, I was just going to bring up Paul in, I think it's in Philippians. He He just talks about how, like, Basically, the gist of it is he's saying in in comparison to everything that I have in Christ, mm-hmm. the rest of my life is, uh, I think the Greek is like skabula, something like that. And it's usually translated as like dung. But there's a lot of commentators that I've, that I've read that have looked at, he's talking about a lot of things like very, very like tangible, like of the flesh, of the body things and so it's it's a stronger word than just dong or like waste it mm-hmm. probably would in his kind of context in his idiomatic sort of language context probably would have been more like shit 
like how we say shit today, mm-hmm. like a like a negative connotation to like really emphasize the disparity of mm-hmm. earthly life compared to what he has has gotten in Christ. So I think that's that was one of the things that came to mind of just thinking about vulgarity, and it goes into all the the murky nuances of mm-hmm. of yeah. language and mm-hmm. context and stuff. So translation too, mm-hmm. it makes a big huge difference. Yeah, and I'm and I know this is a very open-ended type of questions that I'm, you know, we could spend a whole episode or more just on, like, one question mm-hmm. or what, you know, the differentiation of violence, vulgarity, or whatever. I just thought it was interesting because I feel most of us in this room have been raised evangelical. I know, Kaylin, you were raised Lutheran, but a lot of us who were raised evangelical were times where language got salty. I'll use that. Or potentially vulgar i feel like a lot of pastors youth leaders sunday school teachers would kind of gloss over those things they always want to tell you when like jesus was happy the the disciples did this or god in the old testament did this but then when you see like what eric just talked about with like paul probably using quote-unquote like shit you know Paul was a very rough-around-the-edges individual, if you remember what he did before he got converted. I mean, mm-hmm. he murdered it's Christians murder, yeah. for Rome, uh, you know? and that Saul was, was a dick. Yeah. Paul, cool guy. Yeah. <laughs> that conversion, you know, Jesus blinded him with that light, if you go with that whole understanding and meaning. But I think with me looking through, I was just doing some research and I stumbled on a certain website. Um, it's an apologetics website, which I'm not a really big fan of apologetics. But the guy did lay out all the portions in Scripture, Old and New Testament, where there's times where either God or Jesus said certain things that we could look at as very, not maybe not vulgar, but things of like, get behind me, Satan. Like There's a lot of times where mm. Jesus said, get behind me, you devil. You, you're the deceiver, you're Satan. And to me, just looking at that, when we look at Jesus, is like, he's my best friend. He's like my Abba Father. He's blah, blah, blah. Like, if I looked at my dad, I mean, rest in peace to my dad. But if my dad said to me, like, and looked at me, if I said something sarcastic or whatever, and he's like, get behind me, Satan. Mm-hmm. Like, that, that would hurt me. That would wound me. Because he's saying I'm a deceiver. He's saying that I am... He's that angry at, at me. So I think when Jesus said that to certain people, in a way there was that twinge of vulgarity, and I think he meant it. I mean, yes, he was angry, but I think within our angry, there can be, because we can be vulgar, like Caleb was saying, within our vocabulary, just saying whatever curse word we want with no ill intention behind it. You can just be with a group, a group of friends, mm-hmm. whatever, quoting you know your favorite song or movie, and that's not vulgar. But when you're in a one-to-one conversation in a group and you start spewing certain kind of language, like, get behind me, Satan, or mm-hmm. you bro to vipers, like, I, I, that's where I'm kind of coming at in my headspace of, like, the, the intent behind it can construe what that vulgarity kind of means. Mm-hmm. So I think Jesus is very front and center, especially in the New Testament, where he went, and to the religious people, to the um, Pharisees, especially, to the people who, quote-unquote, had the right understanding uh, of religious law and would go, and, and to his disciples. 
So the people who yeah. had his right teachings, supposedly, or the Pharisees who knew the Jewish law, were the were the two sets of people that Jesus won after with, cur- like, in essence, cursing. Mm-hmm. And so I think sometimes when, when people are like, oh, Brian, you shouldn't curse, I'm like, hey, Jesus did. Yeah. And people are like, no, he didn't. I'm like, look in the scripture. We don't. They didn't have the same curse words back then as we do now. Mm-hmm. But if you say to someone, if Jesus says to you, get behind me, Satan, or you brood of vipers, or you hypocrite, that's Jesus pretty much cursing you out. Mm-hmm. What do you remember think of an, that? I remembered another passage where, I don't remember where it is, but Jesus was talking to the Pharisees, and he, he was saying something to the effect of, like, you go out to make... To make proselytes you like go out and proselytize you and then as soon as you've made one you make him twice as much a son of hell uh, yeah uh, yeah uh-huh. and it's like uh-huh. like if we're talking about vulgarity as the intent behind it like that's pretty that. like he's saying you act like you want to make people uh-huh. good people but then yeah. as soon as you get them you yeah. burden them with the law and you yep. make them a son of hell because mm-hmm. they're not going to be able to live up mm-hmm. to your standards that you're giving them and then like the subcontext there is that you're not even you yourself don't even live up to those expectations mm-hmm. because you know that they're unattainable like he yeah he was it's brutal he was brutal to the yeah. Pharisees mm-hmm. um, I was wondering if you guys could maybe shed some light on this because you're more familiar with uh, the original languages I, I read an I'm article not. well let's just, I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll well in that case I'll give the disclaimer we'll that this may be completely wrong this, this I read an article years and years ago I can't cite it I can't even come close to citing it I don't even know when it was, but it was a long time ago. But it said that Jesus spoke in like the common dialect whenever he was preaching and and, and um, you know giving his sermons and things like that. In Aramaic, uh, yeah, he was preaching. He talked in Aramaic. Yeah. Aramaic was, but I read the, I read the, Greek. Yeah, yeah, that it was a street dialect. Like yeah. it was essentially like using slang, like city, Start, city talk. Yeah, the article was essentially saying that he was using slang. You know, it wasn't like, which is ironic to me, especially given like that there are churches that exclusively use King James, which is like the most flowery, flowery, eloquent, furthest thing from slang, like modern, current, um, vulgar. Not not to use, not to say it in a negative way, but like the most the the tongue of the people, yeah. like the the furthest thing. Like there's not people walking around like, hear ye, hear ye. <laughs> you know, it's just it's just interesting, and it, that's a more effective way to communicate with people is to use. You know their their mm-hmm. common comfortable mm-hmm. dialect that they're going to use at home or with their friends and stuff like that, mm-hmm. which is might include a, a damn or two. <laughs> Getting naughty. Well, I'm pretty sure there was a lot of usage of the word damn in right. the Bible. That's a good point. Yeah, right. That's funny too, man. Yeah. That just makes me think. Like my mom used to get so upset if I would say damn and it not be like quoting the Bible or saying like. I think that person's damned to hell. Like, that's, that's okay to say. But then saying, God damn it, you know, it's like, yeah. or just saying damn it, you yeah. know, it's like. Which brings me to, because I'm going to skip question two, because we've literally already talked about that, because that was like, Jesus and Paul and stuff say this kind of language in 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 the scripture, which is kind of like, we bled into question yeah. two. It's cool that but I will kind of pigeonhole on this. Um, I was always taught not just in my home where I grew up and by, you know, elders in my family, but within the church as well, um, heavily within the Ten Commandments. And I do 
And I think the Ten Commandments, a lot of people, like, they're, I think they're not, not just for religious people or Christians. It's like, I think most people would be like, yeah, I shouldn't kill someone. Or yeah. I shouldn't commit adultery. We kind of talked like, about that last week. About Yeah, that. you know, like, I'm married. I don't want to sleep with anybody else. And if you do, then most of the times your marriages are going to fall apart. You shouldn't steal. You know, you shouldn't steal. You shouldn't take something. You should obey your father and mother, obviously within context, um, because they're your parents. However... The one thing that I've always, and I don't, for how progressive and liberal I am, when people do say Jesus Christ or God damn it, it's still. I was going to bring that up. There's there's hairs on my the back of my head that stand up, and I'm like, why do we do that? And especially as Christians, why do you, why do so many people say that that's okay? Mm-hmm. Because do we? I don't see people from other religions saying "Oh Allah." I don't see a Muslim saying "Allah" like in a curse word. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't it's see a Buddhist. I don't see a Buddhist, you know, talking about the Buddha in that way. So why do we, mm-hmm. as Christians, take our own deity and use that deity as a curse word? You know, because like when you literally are saying, like, damn, it just means, like, you're damning something. So if, like, I stub my toe and I'm like, damn you wall, I'm literally damning that wall because I'm mad. But when you say, God damn it, you're literally saying, God, I want you to damn this thing. Which, if you look at the language behind that and the meaning, you're literally telling the God that you maybe believe or not believe in to damn that thing. And I might, and that's just a personal type thing i'm not throwing that on anybody else but that's still and call me conservative on that but i'm like that always kind of gets in my crawl still because it's like or when people are like oh jesus christ and like my brother i love him to death but he, when he hears people say that in a non like prayerful way he's like what are you gonna ask jesus and they're like what and he's like you just said jesus christ like you're literally calling out to a deity what do you want this deity to do and they're like what so and some of us are smirking, but at the same time, though, there's truth in that. No, he's. He, I, I, I do think that there's no, truth in that because I've seen him do it, and there's truth in it. There definitely is truth in it. And I don't, I'm I don't have an issue because I'll say sometimes like, "Oh God," like, like my grandma for how conservative she was when she was living, she'd be like, "Oh God," and I'd be like, "Grandma, you're taking the Lord's name." No, I'm not. And I'm like, so if I say Jesus Christ, is that swearing? She's like, "Yeah, unless it's <laughs> prayer." <laughs> So What's the difference. So yeah, yeah. So there, she didn't give me that nuance of a difference. But still, to this day, like maybe a handful of times in my adult life, besides saying this in like a conversation, I've really never said "God damn" because to me, I'm like, if I believe in God and I'm and I think that God created everything and I'm wanting Him to damn something, mm-hmm. then I'm saying to Him, I want you to damn this person, this whatever mm-hmm. and to me that that word or that phrase is one of the most vulgar things I don't even care any other sexual mm-hmm. kind of curse word that doesn't bother me but when someone yeah. says god damn it that just sets me off because I'm like well, you say damn it though don't you yeah well, who, who else other than god within your world do you condemn things like who else would you be calling out to damn something but like like I said if I stub my toe yeah. I'm like I'm not literally saying that wall's gonna damn itself Okay, like, how is it different from saying God? Th- that's just, and I, I don't, I'm not saying I'm, I'm going to make... I'm needling you, man. I know, I'm not saying I'm going to make logical sense, but oh. to me, <laughs> it's more of a, a personal preference of, if I believe in God, and I have reverence uh, to some sort of capacity in God, 
and I think God did create everything like the Imagio mm-hmm. Day, like we're in the image of God. Mm-hmm. And I and I, if I go to you, Caleb, I'm not gonna. I don't want God to damn you. But if I was like, God damn you, in my head is I'm saying I I'm mm-hmm. putting ill will okay. on you. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I don't. I wouldn't say damn you anyway. Yeah. And if I do that's in jest, you know it's in jest. Yeah, sure. But I would never go to someone and mm-hmm. say, oh, god damn yeah. it. Yeah, I think that comes back to Eric's point about intent. Because mm-hmm. I 100% validate and affirm everything you're saying. I know that you're a smart-ass motherfucker, and I... Do I want you to fuck my mother? I just, I'm sorry, that was a little tangent. <laughs> but, uh, like, I know that you're super smart, and I really respect you, and you're a really close friend of mine. And so I, I totally respect your opinion. But I can just say that, like, to me, that just sounds so silly... Because just, and I'm not saying you're silly, I'm just saying in my head, just going back to Eric's point about intent, like if I say, and I say it all the time, it's like, Jesus Christ, man, or something like that, my intent is, and if there is a God, if there is a Christ who is a deity, then that entity knows that I'm not talking to them. I'm using a popular term that could be like silly willy or something. But like if I say silly willy all the time, no one's going to know. that. Be like, wait, 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 what did you just say? Yeah. But if I use a common phrase... I'd, then that if there is a God then that God's going to know that, that my intent is not to be profane towards right the, towards the holy towards yeah. towards the divine yeah um, th- so I have two two kind of like things that I'm thinking about this immediate topic one is I've often wondered like what's the history behind saying Jesus Christ as mm-hmm. like how did how did that become a how mm-hmm. and when did that become like a mm-hmm. expletive right and I don't I think that would be a really interesting like linguistic mm-hmm. research project mm-hmm. <laughs> um, because I don't know because yeah like Brian said there's not other people don't say Allah damn it mm-hmm. or like right Buddha damn it yeah Boo fucking duh. Vishnu, damn it. Boo fucking duh. You know, like, like people think like, Jesus fucking Christ. Right, 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 right. Why, no one says boo fucking duh. Right, right. Or like. Right. But I think that you're right. It's you because know, of how it evolved in some abstract way. You know, yeah. like. It's like, not a one like, for one parallel. Well, so here's here's another thing. Like, you talk about, like, so, like you, Brian. And I'm, I'm somewhere in the middle of, like, like, I don't say Jesus Christ as an expletive. And I. It does. I mean, it does sort of, like. And not like makes me uncomfortable, but it's just like ah, like it, it more so makes me makes me think like why why does that exist? Like why do people mm. say that? Right. And but I, then I think yeah. like if you if you were like hanging out with some Muslims and you went move fucking Hamid, yeah, like that would not go over. That would well, not be right? cool. No. Mm-mm. And so like what's the what's the difference? Like right. I think does it have memories. to do with with Christianity being being tied up so much in like political stuff with the state and like mm-hmm. there's there's so much like like rough history that it was you know maybe started as like a a dig at Christians and like became mm-hmm. part of the vernacular like, I don't know I think it'd be yeah. interesting mm-hmm. um, the other thing that I'm thinking of is I don't think that that commandment in the Ten Commandments is talking about saying God damn it uh-huh. I think it's talking about don't don't like use don't be like I I swear to God like don't use it like that as a literal in, in like a in like a use it in vain mm. like I'm gonna 
do this appeal. Thing. I'm going to appeal to God, but for like bad motives. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so I think I think that's like the the spirit behind that commandment is don't use the Lord's name in vain. Like don't call yeah, upon don't call upon the power of God for something like to to your own ends, mm-hmm. or don't use the Lord's name to like don't go into like to you like use um Constantine I think is a good example of using the Lord's name in vain. I don't Oh, that's great. Like if that's you're going really if you're going to start the crusades and like go <laughs> go kill people in the name of God, mm-hmm. I think that's a very serious example of using the Lord's name in vain. Like that's not what he wants us to use his name for. And so I think that's what it's more for. And I mean it could come around and like use like saying "God damn you" or saying mm-hmm. "Jesus fucking Christ." Like that. That if you're saying be, it to God or to Jesus, then yeah, for, for right. sure. Right, or even you know, it's I mean that is using the Lord's name in a vulgar way. In a vulgar way, mm-hmm. but I think it goes back to the intent. Like, so is it is your intent to do it, or are you just are you just using part of the Vernacular. The vernacular that, yeah. you're, that right. you're in, and right. I kind of think, too, and so it, I think it's a gray. I think yeah. it gets. I think gray. too, if you don't have a certain intent of saying a certain word, then why say it anyways? Because there's obviously some piece of intent if you're saying something. So oh, if you well, don't, if you don't have an intent, an intent of, you know, it's like this, like, like curse towards God or you know whatever, then. You know why even mm-hmm. say it? Why not say something else or thousands, millions of other yeah. words? So, Caleb, why you know, why phrases. do you say it? Why don't you say something else? Um, yeah, I mean, or maybe like I mean, you said, just because it's like popular, common, yeah, so because, more culturally, because like, it's, when it's when it's part of the vocabulary of the people that I'm hanging out, like I would never, like I said, I would never say it around my mom. I would say it around my siblings. Um, I wouldn't say it. I, I try, and I'm real bad at this, Brian, because you expressed to me before that you don't like. Uh, when I when I use you know a vocabulary like that, uh, like those two specific examples, I guess, and so I try to be more sensitive around you, but it, it it has become habit when I have when I am in my head at a certain level with my guards down and I'm and I'm comfortable around friends. It has become habit, and if it really if it really does offend you guys that much, then I can work I'll work harder on that because I care about you guys and I love you guys. It doesn't mean that I'm going to stop saying it in a context with people who that's part of their mm-hmm. vocabulary, mm-hmm. but. And I know you're not asking me to, oh, yeah. but but you are expressing that there is a degree of um, thoughtlessness in it. But I feel like I can make the same argument for, like I said earlier, I, I don't see honestly a distinction between, between saying damn you and God damn you. Because within the Christian cultural context, the, the, the modern one anyways, the only entity capable of damning anything is Well, if you is have that, that intent, like you have that anger, that feeling uh-huh. for someone... Then whatever, whichever way you say it, you you still have that intent. So like yeah. you're saying, like they're kind of the same. Like right. like Brian has mentioned before. I mean, this was big. I think growing up for us in the church, where you'd be like, be like, oh, flipping this or that, mm-hmm. and yeah, right. oh, cheese and right. rice, and, and the like same thing. all these other right. things. Or I'm trying to think of like other examples, but it's like frick. You, yeah, mm-hmm. be like oh frick, and it's like you still have. That's still what you're meaning, yeah, you know, that right. intent. So, intent. Yeah. 
So, I mean, I can see both sides of that, where it's like, if you're doing, if you're going on that opposite end yeah. and saying these mm-hmm. other, you know, funny words that sound, you know, like what you're trying to say, just so right. you can be like, well, I'm not swearing, mm-hmm. I don't curse. It's like, mm-hmm. well, that's what your intent right. is, so yeah, exactly. you're obviously not going to do it. Mm-hmm. Like, we're not going to walk around saying that in front of our toddler because uh-huh. she's learning to talk a lot and she'll probably repeat yeah, sure. it over and For over sure. again. That's but like, <laughs> but yeah, if you're like, oh, frick, then it's like... Just, just say it if that yeah. is your intent. Depending on what your audience is, and who you're around, or who you're comfortable with, right. then uh, as far as like just the, say what you mean to say. As far as the meaning behind literally what you're saying, which is kind of maybe taking a half step backwards. Um, I don't want to out you or anything, Brian. But would you do you ever use the phrase like "fuck him," like "fuck you"? Do you ever use that phrase? I never, I never try to if I say "fuck." Mm-hmm. I will never try to purposely say that to someone. Right. If I say it, it's in jest. Like if I like if we're hanging out or we're drinking some beers, and I'm like, "I'll oh, fuck you." Mm-hmm. You know well, that yeah, I'm not. Well, you know me, I'm, I'm not just saying like if we're, but, if we're but talking I'm about someone go, that we dislike or something. No, like, I'm not saying it for like a feeling or if you're upset about no, something. No, like, like yeah, I, I won't say it to someone. someone. I won't do it maliciously. Right. Like there, even the people who have wronged me, I'm never like, "Oh, fuck him or fuck her." I'll uh-huh. be like, "I'm." And Amanda can attest this. I'll be like, "I'm fucking mad." Right right now yeah. or like this feeling that I'm feeling the only the greatest way like the the first time I ever swore in front of my mom was fuck because I <laughs> this is going to a lot of explicitives in here <laughs> the, the first time I failed my driver's ed I failed it by one <laughs> one question my mom was picking me up in front of my high school because I took it at my high school and she was guts out of the car and is giving me the key like she's so excited for me and she was like, oh, you know, how did you, you know, whatever. I'm like, uh-huh. get back in the fucking car. I'm so fucking pissed. And, like, we still, <laughs> we laugh about it now. But I never looked at her and said, fuck you. Yeah, right. So. But I'm just saying, I'm, what I'm trying to say is just the literal meaning. Right. You're, you're, you're not saying you're fuck the car. Is, yeah. You're yeah. not saying I want to have sex with the car. Well, so this, this brings up, oh boy. this brings something else. Words can have more than one meaning. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right? Yeah, absolutely. So. If you say, damn you, mm-hmm. it doesn't mean that you're saying, I want you to be damned to hell. Right. You're not signing a legal document no, that no, defines the term right, damn no. as in... Or even what you said earlier, the only entity that can damn someone is God. I think that if you have a broader understanding of what the word damn could mean, if someone gets uh, sentenced to prison, like life in prison, mm-hmm. that's a pretty damning sentence. Yeah. They're not going to hell, mm-hmm. but that's like... So the judge, the, the court system has the uh-huh. the capacity to damn someone in a sense. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I think that that's a good point. I think that to just in in like the context of this conversation, I think that it's important to kind of make that distinction. Yeah, that, yeah. Someone could say, mm-hmm. even someone could say, "God damn it." Mm-hmm. Not necessarily mean I want God to damn this person to eternal right. torment. Yeah. And so it's like the word damn. Right. Or like, you know, using Jesus Christ or yeah. whatever. It's, uh-huh. it's, there's all these nuances of right. what, what that means. Uh-huh. And if we uh-huh. get legalistic about, oh, well, that, right. fuck means to have sex with. And so if you say, like, yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. And it's an extreme example. And, and to even take what you just said, Eric, to an even more extreme, it's like, okay, what if. I, what if I don't speak any English at all? This is an extreme example, but yeah. I'm just kind of taking it all that, all the way there, just to kind of try to make a semblance of a point. Like, what if I don't speak any English? I speak another language um, that just happens to have a phrase in it 
that uh, Here, I'll give you a good example. sounds like God damn it. What if? Yeah, I'll, I'll you, I'm sorry. I just want to finish this train of thought. Yeah. So, like, what if it phonetically it sounds like "God damn it"? Does that mean that God's up in heaven hears me? And all I'm saying is, I'd like a cheeseburger in my language, but it sounds yeah. like "God damn, God damn it." I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but like, then does that does that mean that like uh, you know literally or like legalistically was the phrase that you the term that you used? Does that mean that legalistically now I've, I've sinned or I've messed up? My intent isn't to say I hope that God will damn something. If I wanted to say that, I would I would say it in a sentence and probably not just use an expletive. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, so a good example is um, in in Polish the word like the infinitive that's to that means to be mm-hmm. is bitch. Okay. Cool. And so it's like yeah. There you go. What? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's like people you hear people say that all the time. Yeah. And it's like obviously it's uh-huh. not Or like another good example is um like it where it says you know people will say like oh to be a Christian you have to like say Jesus's name right. and like sinner's prayer. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. And it's like well do you have do you have to say Jesus Christ in English? Mhm. Right, right, right. He did, and so it's right. like yeah. being legalistic about it. Yeah. yeah. I think, and I don't, I don't want it to sound like I'm being legalistic. I don't. I, full transparency. I could care less what anybody ever says. If your whatever curse word, whatever, if anything's vulgar or not. For me personally, why I don't say it, and this is just, I it can only speak for myself, is to me it comes down, and I know it's intent. Like if you say God damn it or Jesus Christ. You're not literally saying up to the heavens mm-hmm. or whatever. And I know you, and I know my friends who will say it. Yeah. I I just, and so like my coworkers, and not just the job I have now or other jobs, when like every other word, because I, I, I've come home in the last couple of days just really depressed because every other word out of my coworkers' mouth is like, God damn motherfucker, Jesus Christ, yeah. fuck, fuck, damn. That gets to be lazy. Like, to too. me, it, to me, mm-hmm. it's lazy, and I, yeah. I don't care if someone swears. I really don't. I swear. I swear way more now than I have ever did when I was younger. When, uh-huh. I, when I was an adult, I'm like, I can say these words now. Right. To me, why I don't say it is, yes, it's laziness, but to me personally, it's reverence. Why I don't say it is just out of the sincere reverence of this God that I've spent my whole life, quote-unquote, serving all the years that I've been in school, I don't want to put some sort of potential meaning. And so if I said, mm-hmm. that, if I, like, saying these yeah. words, I know you guys are going to be like, oh, Brian mm-hmm. just said this. Right. But if my nieces uh-huh. heard me say, God damn uh-huh. it, they'd be like, what? For sure. That's a great point. Mm-hmm. It comes down to being considerate. Mm-hmm. And knowing the people out. you're and around, if, if you guys are telling me right now when I say it, it bothers you, then I'll do my best to no, work it. No, it doesn't bother me. But I'm, I'm just saying all. theoretically, like yeah. mm-hmm. that's why I don't say it around my family. That's right. why I don't, you know, if I'm in, in, in a context with new people I've never met before, I'm not. Just, I'm not just going to start, you know, using my my vernacular. Yeah, that yeah. I might and use. I think I think what that's getting to the point of is that going back to kind of like what I think we've all landed on is that it goes to your intent. intent yep. But yeah, absolutely. I think the important thing is everyone who hears you doesn't always know what your intent is. Oh yeah. Exactly. And so I think that's where mm-hmm. I think that's maybe like the big tip. That's really point. good. Well yeah. and I think Caleb, like you said, if you're around a group of close friends, you can feel more open, you know, using certain words or phrases because it's those people close to you where they know your intent. Yeah. That's yeah. And I think 
I think part for me, just like my perspective on it, is growing up, you know, conservative state, town, church, family, and everything, that it was almost like like swearing and cursing was one of those things that's like, oh, if, if you do, like, you know, that's up there with, like, stealing and all this stuff, like, you're just, like, mm-hmm. you're just not a good person. Could you even call yourself a Christian or... You probably or smell. You're, or you're backs, <laughs> quote, unquote, backsliding. You smell like if you're swearing. You yeah. And so I never, like, like, Brian had that story about... You know, when his mom picked him up from taking his driver's test. Mm-hmm. I never had a story like that. I've never sworn in front of my parents. I probably, wow. I don't think I swore for the first time till I was like in college. And it was probably because I was drunk at the time and yeah. <laughs> wasn't consciously doing that. Mandy, you've been drunk? What? what? Get out of Just kidding. Um, I just remember my, my favorite go-to, like substitute mm-hmm. was fudge sickle. Yeah. <laughs> it was usually under my breath. Oh, yeah. Oh, I would say cheese yeah. and rice. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Cheese and rice in my pants. And, and like, so for me, what? holy shit, talkie yeah. mushrooms. I would say, yeah. what the hell? Oh, yeah. oh. Well, yeah. even even now, like you can ask Brian. Like I don't, I don't really swear. I don't remember the last mm-hmm. time I did. Like even in labor, giving birth to our daughter, like. It's probably 12, I've been married 12, to her twelve for like, hours total. Like you, you know, rough day. I'm like, I didn't swear. You know, once and right. just because I mean, like. Um, she pushed a baby out right, of her, yeah, and it was right. like, hmm, I've been like explicit yeah. of central. Yeah. Right. But I mean, I think I mean for a while growing up, part of it was hmm? still subconsciously in my mind that if I do swear in the right context uh-huh. around the right group of uh-huh. people, that I'm a bad person. Mm-hmm. And there's probably still a little part of that still buried mm-hmm. like deep in, but. Mm-hmm. I just, like, grew up, like, not swearing, and Mm -hmm. I personally don't really feel the need to. Like, if it's not something like the lazy swearing, Brian, like you said, Mm -hmm. where it's, you know, just every other word where you can't be creative enough to think of another way Mm -hmm. to express yourself. Mm -hmm. And if you're in, you know, like you said, Caleb, the right company and, Mm -hmm. you know, friends, people who know your intent Mm -hmm. and... And you have, like, a shared vocabulary, too. Yeah, and have a shared vocabulary. Like, I don't care, you know, if, like, people are swearing. So, I mean, but, I mean, for me personally, Mm -hmm. so, I mean, if you'll hear it on the podcast, like... I just don't just because I didn't growing up that yeah, wasn't sure. like mm-hmm. the normal or anything. That but that's one of those things that like oh just because I didn't or I don't doesn't mean that other uh-huh. people can't or I'm going to be super offended. Yeah, that was a little bit of a disclosure. One thing that when I first met Brian that oh, yeah, I thought right. he was I thought he Bad was boy. kind of. Rough around <laughs> the edges, and I honestly thought Brian was obnoxious when I first <laughs> that's met him. Weird. Uh, well, you gotta tell her, tell tell her, tell them when you met me though, and why I was in that state. Of right, I did meet Brian probably pretty close to like exact, like almost a year after his dad passed, mm. and so I was a rabid alcoholic. So it was, it was, much, you know, I should say, you know, very much a, a rough time in his life, and so, mm-hmm. and I mean, we still. You know, became good friends, got married, have a kid. So it just goes. (laughs) It just goes to show that if you have people that have different vocabulary, different ways of expressing Mm -hmm. themselves, different points of view, Mm -hmm. you can still come together and even Mm -hmm. be around or be friends or heck, even marry someone. Yeah. I can I just comment on what Amanda said real quick? Go for it. And then Eric has something to rabbit trail on too. Okay, cool. 
would you would you kind of remind me of Amanda? And maybe it's just kind of expanding on the whole intent thing. And like to you, I, I maybe I shouldn't even make this directly directed at you fully. But like I know that like for me, if I say to a friend, "Fuck you," mm-hmm. and they are not like, and they know they know me and things like that, like mm-hmm. that can that is like a fraction of of the uh, weight of if I said without cursing at all. When you're asleep tonight, I'm going to slit your throat with your own toenail clippings. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't say a cuss word. That's I didn't say a cuss word. toenails. Yeah. But Whoa. it's like, but that's like a very and who vulgar, keeps their toenails? much more vulgar. Vulgar, yeah. you know, but I didn't that say a cuss word. But then the first true. example, yeah, I no, used the, the worst but cuss word. But who keeps their toenails? That's even well, worse. Well, that's a good point. Well, you know what I'm <laughs> saying. Like, if I said something with intent. With his own, maybe. He, well, he's been growing hey, you're stepping up my house tonight, so <laughs> right, yeah. don't come into my room and right. slip me with your toenails. Or if I said, or even this, maybe this is a more parallel example. If I said, fuck you, versus if I said, um, well, that didn't exactly work. Saying, <laughs> saying fuck you versus saying I'm going to Something that's very personal. Or butt rape you, you know, without yeah. using any cur- You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. It's the same meaning, technically, if you define those two phrases. Yeah. But it's but a it's lot more, more pers- yeah, personal, descriptive, right. and, and in my vocabulary, "fu" doesn't mean right. actually, right. literally, "fu." Yeah. You know? I think um, for me, like I, I swear more now than I used to, but that's not saying much because I used to say "fudge sickle." <laughs> under, under your breath, too. Or, what? Under your breath, too. Yeah. You didn't even say that. Fudge Yeah. Um, but I think for me, I could go for a fudge to go right now. Oh, that sounds no. good. Huh? Like no, compared does. compared to my like swearing level and like Brian's coworker that he mentioned, I feel like for me at least when I want to be like, oh fuck, mm-hmm. like that means something. Yes. That carries some weight. Yes. Someone who says oh, every sure. other yeah. word. It's like, yeah. all right. Well, what do you mm-hmm. what do you mean? Right. It's and like so you like, pull it out it's for totally, a special occasion yeah, for a yeah, particular yeah, emotion. Totally, yeah. So it's like that's like me. People yeah. who say it every word. It's like okay, I want you to now. If you actually mean something, mm-hmm. now you have to like show me what you mean. Like, right. You that's have a great to, point. You want to buy them a thesaurus. It's like it's like the boy who cried wolf kind of thing. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. like they say it so much. It's like well, I don't. Okay. I don't it's almost care. like supply and demand. It's like it's oversaturated in your vocabulary. It's like a, yeah. it's like a teenager who thinks that they're cool because like they're swearing and they swear way too much and uh-huh. just because like oh I'm cool I'm grown up be like no you just sound ridiculous well no, and that's what I mean to exactly what you what you were saying Eric is that the laziness almost yeah. like I, I don't care like when we hang out here mm-hmm. and like if you looked at me and you're like oh fuck you uh-huh. like I know there's no ill will right. there's no intent like nothing like that but for me like when I swear we do have a sign in our house <laughs> that says in this house we fucking swear because and I think and it can be funny because there is no this is no ill intent for it. It's fun, it's whatever. But like what Eric was saying, like if I'm if I am really mad, you know, like I said, if I come home, like there's times where I'll come home and I'll go to Amanda, I'm like, full transparency, can I say whatever? She's like, Yeah, I'm like, I had a just a fucking awful day. Uh-huh. And that's it. And I get it, it's like I get it out of my head and I'm good and I'm done. Mm-hmm. But it's like what I was saying with like my coworker, where it's like, and it literally just makes me depressed. Not that he's swearing, but that it's literally like every word out of this guy's mouth is a curse word. Mm-hmm. And to me, like, is exactly what it is. It's lazy vocabulary. So like when I talk, so in, in a way with like some of these individuals, it's like I can't take you seriously 
Because literally every word out of your mouth is this curse word. Uh-huh. But if you, but I don't know him as well as I know you, Caleb, or I know my own wife, or I know Kayleen or Eric. So like, if you guys say it, like like we've been saying a swear words a lot, I know there's not ill will or, right. or intent. It's not malicious. Mm-hmm. It's not because I've been it. around you for hours and hours in a day, and I know that every other word out of your mouth isn't a curse word. Right. Maybe with other groups of friends, that's fine. But when someone is just like a barrage of curse words, to me, it's like, okay, now you're being lazy. Like Amanda said earlier, there's millions of other words in any language, whether in our English language or other languages, that you can say to get some sort of meaning behind. But when you swear that much or be that vulgar, it's just like, come on now. Mm -hmm. How is anyone supposed to know how you're really feeling if you use the same word for everything? Analysis. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Um... Let's move on to another question. Oh, sorry. My oh, sorry. Rabbit I was just going to say, I, um, you and I were talking about being in labor. I remembered an episode of Mythbusters I saw once where they tested... Labor is a myth. I'm sorry. No, <laughs> they tested if swearing it's really gives you a higher pain oh. threshold than Ooh. not swearing. Ooh. And so they, it was something where they, I think they I heard had... about that. They put their hands in like buckets of ice water and like see to see how long they could keep it in. And when they were like, just like, oh fuck, shit, like they could stand it longer than when they mm. weren't allowed to. Yeah, I've actually we'll do a release. test subject, like a and release. whenever, whenever it's Brian and I do yeah. have a true. second child, maybe we'll try a test, and I will just let a bunch of curse words out. <laughs> just let, and let it you flow. guys know what the pain scale was <laughs> from the time. Challenge accepted, time. <laughs> even though I'm not the one pregnant. <laughs> It's easy to accept that challenge when you're not bearing the burden of that. But no, not not with that. But I I have seen where, and this is, they do this every number of years, but when, like, men, they quote-unquote try to, like, have the man wear, like, a pregnancy. Oh, like, oh yeah, like yeah. the suit. And then, like, like what would feel like to be pregnant. And, like, the and they have like done the statistics, thing. like, legit statistics, like doctors, that men will curse more mm. when they're in pain, mm-hmm. any kind of pain, than women. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's just why we do that. Because are tougher. <laughs> I agree true. with true. Amanda. I think I she's totally right. Agree. It's true. That men always men always. I think like, for long term drawn out, you feel like women deal with it more, and then men, if it's something that's kind of even if it's Minimum like impulsive. a really high impact, mm-hmm. but just like more sudden. Yeah, I agree. I think you're probably right. I mean, you can't really test because I. You know, don't know any men who have given birth, but you know. I don't in that Junior, Junior. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I just told that too. Yeah. Oh my god! I know that we all oh, know that movie. Oh, we're like eighties children. Junior. That's Caleb's recommendation. Yeah, watch Junior. By the way, go to Blockbuster and find it. Totally unrelated. In light, in light of being on drunk ex pastors, they didn't do it. I think we should all take a shot at the end, not in the middle. Oh, that's fun. But, oh, uh, that's cool. then, yeah. of cinnamon whiskey. Are uh-huh. we good with cinnamon whiskey? As long as it's not I tequila. Say, I say do it. Well, you two have already had some. Oh, yeah. That's why <laughs> you're staying on the couch. Yeah, I don't even have the so, option of driving right now. So Yeah, it's true. I don't have to drive till 5 tomorrow. Anyway. I know I keep doing this. Before we get too Son far off. Gun. I know. Before we get too <laughs> off the topic of cursing, which I assume we're about to kind of change gears, maybe. We're going to talk about sex. Yeah, yeah, that's great. But uh, I just oh, want to say, I wasn't trying to be rude earlier. When I had my iPad out, um, for a little while there, one of the things one of the things I was doing was looking up what uh, the main curse words are in Thai, which is 
they have a 94% Buddhist population because we we're talking about cursing mm. and Buddhism. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, the, it's mostly just sexual terms or, or terms towards family members, like talking about like, I hope your dad dies or something like that. You know, like stuff to where it's like, it's really personal or just talking that's about a, sexual. That's a good that's point. Like in case study. Yeah, like mm. hope, father, death. None of those are like vulgar or like oh, yeah. swearing. But mm-hmm. if you said... I hope your dad dies tonight. Uh-huh. Like that is then you're just vulgar. like gonna hurt me a lot the That you, dude. is vulgar. Yeah, that is right. worse. If someone was like, "I hope your wife dies tonight," I'd be like, "You suck." Mm-hmm. Like to me, that would be I'd more hurtful. Fighting. If someone was like, yeah. "Fuck you and your mom," I'd yeah. be like. I don't care what you just said. Yeah. You said you wanted to murder my wife, so come well, at me, bro. If, if you yeah. guys talked about this before when I was putting I a little kiddo me, to bro. sleep, then, you know, you can let me know and I can always listen to it on the podcast later. But when you're talking about, like, curse words, it's like, who determines what is vulgar? Mm. Is it a particular right. word? That goes back to morality. Or, or is it, like you said, like, be like... Oh, I hope your brake line, someone clips your brake yeah, lines right. and That's you drive off a, a cliff. Like, is something like, like those words, like vulgar or like, how do, how does, you know, mm-hmm. someone define it just like generally as a culture and individually? Not saying we have to answer that. There's now, got, there's got to be some really interesting, like linguist yeah. research papers about. I don't like, know if you guys had like of, covered that like, while I was, out, yeah. but we, yeah. we didn't really. But, but yeah, just kind of like you said, or if you're like, be like, oh, I hope your dog runs away or something, then it's like, <laughs> that's not, oh, that's a, that's not that's like, a, those words are like vulgar, like, like it's you said, intent. Eric and yeah. Stone, but the, the intent. intent in it where it's like, I think as Caleb was saying, it's maybe not the word that's vulgar, but it's your intent. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So to wrap this section up, would we say it's not so much the word you say, but the intent with how you use such words. Yeah. Yes. And I think also a caveat is is being sensitive to the people around you. Mm-hmm. You know, because that's I don't do that great all the time. But their I, intent would be the exact yeah, opposite. Exactly. Of yeah. Yours, being sensitive, so. and then once you know their intent, then adjust your vocabulary for those people. Exactly. Yeah. And I mm-hmm. and I think so. And the last thing I'll say before moving on. So like what we've said, like you you said. You don't swear in front of your mom or right. certain things. And, I mean, I think, A, that's being respectful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Showing mm-hmm. love and reverence of, to a parent. But, like, with me, once my brother started having kids, like, I had no problem going up to my brother and be like, I'm fucking pissed right now. He'd be like, stop it. That, you know, I'm your older brother. That's not appropriate. Because my brother doesn't really swear. Mm-hmm. Except for, like, on that podcast a couple of weeks ago <laughs> when he said shit. Um... And that's why I was like, oh, you said shit. You were on believe. I, I was like a little schoolgirl. I'm like, my brother doesn't swear. But like, I'll go to my nieces and like my family knows when I say, when my nieces know that I say pickles in front of mm-hmm. them, that I, I put pickles instead of a curse word because mm-hmm. they know that like, I'm mad. I'll, I'll be like, ah, pickles. And th- they know, like I know that they know. Like, okay, Uncle Brian's really mad right now. But you say son of a bee sting. Yeah, and so, and, but they're being funny, but I'm like, part of being someone that they're related to, someone in leadership over them, someone who loves and cares for them, I feel like I would be doing a disservice if I just had this lace of explicitives. Well, yeah. no, you, you said it in an yeah. example. Right, and I, and I do think that mm-hmm. that's the intent, because, and I don't want my daughter now yeah. speaking fully, and I think you too, Eric, since you, us have kids... 
like when they're older, you mm-hmm. don't probably mind as much as if right. they swear. But if you're if my daughter comes up, if mm-hmm. one of her first words comes up to me and says "fuck," right. then I'm gonna be like, I must be saying that too yeah. much, and or she must be watching TV with yeah. us and picking up on that. And that so, makes me ask, like, why is that a bad thing? It's not because she said that. She's fanatically said "fuck." It's because she doesn't have the discretion to know when to and when not to use it. Right. right. Anyway, I heard. Keep, let's. Keep I heard. Um, you got a two parter, baby. Another dad, maybe, <laughs> talking about talking about how he talks to his kids about swear words. Is he said, um, like he'll he'll like if his kids ask or like have said something, like he'll say, like okay, yeah, "fuck" is a swear word. And he his thing is that he'll he'll let his kids know what the words are, but he says that he tells his kids that words words can be powerful, words can be weapons, words can have can hurt people. And so you're not old enough to mm-hmm. know what kind of damage these words can right. do. Oh, right. So you're not old mm-hmm. enough to use them yet. Correct. So That's it's good. kind of yeah. like he doesn't he doesn't like it. have them shut and his kids are like elementary middle school age so yeah. they're like so they're gonna hear it somewhere they're gonna hear it and right. so they're at the age Especially where they that will make sense like yeah. if I tried to say that to my three year old that yeah. like, would go over her head right? right but I think that was I was like that's really good mm. because you're not like trying to shelter them and like push it off the table because yeah. they're gonna hear it at school and then they're yeah. gonna and, and so it's like being up almost front. fetishizes it too, where it's like, oh, this yeah. is a bad thing. And so yeah. it's like being up front yeah. and like putting kind of a good perspective mm-hmm. on it. So I really, I, I thought that oh, was yeah. very, oh, yeah, that's a cool. That's really good. I just want to get through this last question that could probably take us another hour. Uh, <laughs> I'll do the, I'll do the more violence one mm-hmm. at another time. Maybe you could just do vulgarity. Yeah, we could just, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but good. this was specifically something that has stuck out to me growing up and I'm sure we could just rabbit hole all the time with this. Why do so many evangelical churches shy away from the book of Song of Songs? We know where we're going. Hey! It is not just an erotic... Bow, chicka, bow, bow. It, it is not just an erotic that. love song between... A, or a, I can't even read my own writing. Is it just an erotic love song between a couple... Why is it in scripture, but no other story or poem like it is in scripture? Mm. Before we answer, I want to just say one thing. I was legit. I told this to man when I was writing these questions last night, and she laughed because I think she was taught the same way. If you read every couple of years, I'll go back and just read Song of Songs because it's not that long of a book. And just the innuendos and the metaphors in there, especially from someone who is married. I'm like they're they are talking about like masturbation, penetration, just straight on sex. Like even even with the millennia gap yeah. and language gap, those like blatant yeah. like, no like if you innuendos come yeah, through. I mean blatant like like mm-hmm. the like your wet doorknob. <laughs> I mean it talks about like a wet doorknob in there, and it's like. <laughs> Oh. You gotta find the doorknob when first. I was, when I was younger, I was like, oh, what doorknob? And then you get older, you're like, oh, I know what they're talking about. <laughs> yeah. But no, I was legitimately told, and I'm not trying to out all of some of the God churches, just the one I was in, I'm not going to say it. But I was told by the pastors, the youth pastor, the, even the senior pastor told us one time, and we had this, like, sex week. All the time, I was always during... That just the month of February. Bad. I'm going to sex week at church. <laughs> yeah. Sex yeah. week, baby. Talk about a cold. <laughs> yeah. no, exactly. Why do you think I left the denomination? Um, but they said it was a love story. It was a love song between God 
and the church. Yeah. And I was like, no. what kind of bad interpretation is that? I know we have a lot of bad interpretations, but I was like... The scary. church didn't even exist then. Right. I was like, exactly. A, right. the church did not exist, and B, that is... So you ma- wonder why if, there's all these teens having sex with each other. Right. And I'm like, if that was what God was... You're, God hasn't... Talk about vulgarity. God had a bad mouth, and his intent was really bad if that's what he was describing to the church. Or the intent could have been... Hey, do the opposite of what you're doing and teach people that your body and sex is not bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. That it's right. okay that's to impo- talk that's about. That's a very important message. That is nothing to so, be ashamed of. So, are you saying that if basically a book about God creating Himself a like a sex robot? Ooh. I'm not saying that. <laughs> you would have to say, "Is my said pastors growing up?" Yeah, that's what so, I, mean. I didn't mean. The, you, I meant like yeah, their interpretation. I pulled up some uh, hot lines from Song of Solomon. Hot, hot takes. Same. Yeah. Okay, Same. so uh, verse 7, or chapter 7, verse 3. Your breasts are like two Twin. fawns, twins of a gazelle. <laughs> uh, your stature... <laughs> furry? Twins of a gazelle. Your stature is like that of the palm, and your breasts like clusters of fruit. He's a... He, Solomon was a boob man. He was... He was... Um, Clusters of fruit. He got, here we go again. A third one. My lover is to me a sachet of myrrh resting between my breasts. So he likes his own breasts as well. Oh. Hey, I like my own breasts. I got so moves. I got moves. I got more breasts. Was was one of the wise men's gifts of myrrh uh, a reference back a reference. to like the sex book? Yeah, he can hmm. Jesus breasts. <laughs> <laughs> no breast perfume. Oh, <laughs> old day breast. Old day breast. Oh, this is first the, century old spice. <laughs> it's this called is Slayer. the one. Oh my god, I never just read this read one. This from another place. Wow, this was just that whole conversation. Hey, song of songs is in the scripture. No, this one. <laughs> I have never heard this. I've, I've just never seen you know, I've read the whole Bible, so I must have glossed over it as a child. But okay, this is. I've never heard such an endorsement for anal sex in the Bible. <laughs> I've heard plenty, but never this strong. Just joking. Okay. My beloved put his hand by the hole of the door, and my bowels were moved for him. That's Song of Solomon, or Song of Songs, uh, chapter 5, verse 4. My bowels were Put his hand by the hole of the door, and my bowels were moved for him. Or maybe that was just referring to an orgasm. Yeah, through butt sex. <laughs> This is bowels. It doesn't say... A bowelgasm. <laughs> a bowelgasm. Amanda. Amanda has a funny story to say that she just looked at me. You have to say the whole thing. Okay, so this is like a funny inside joke. This was like joke. a year after we met. A bowelgasm. This is like a, Not fun, a, a funny inside That's joke. That's our audio pull. That was like that. 10 years ago when I finally got the joke 10 years later. So Brian and I um, met up I halfway in between where we lived um, to go to a friend's wedding. We stayed at his cousin's house and we were just up late just, you know, I don't know what we were doing, watching YouTube videos. It was YouTube you and video me and my, my other cousin who was yeah. like 16 at the time. Yeah, and you were just do. we were just being weird, like just being goofy and you were I don't know if you were trying to do impersonations or something, but you're like, hi, my name's Brian. I like gazelles. <laughs> and I just thought it was funny. And You knew where my mind was. Uh, and uh, just comparing <laughs> to gazelles. And I, I just whispered to Brian. I'm like, I was like, oh, gazelles. I'm like, no one, no one dude said that. And he's like, oh, didn't you know that's what I meant? That's hilarious, bro. So, 10 that's years really later. She's like, Wait, you like, just got the joke yeah, right now. Like, 
<laughs> she's like, that's a 10-year-old. She's like, that's a 10-year-old joke. I, I just thought he picked slow a random animal. Slow burn. Slow burn. Like, oh, zells. I'm crying. I like the zells. My cousin didn't understand it either because I was like, I, well, and I think part of it though we were watching is some nature show and there was yeah. gazelles on there. Uh-huh. So there was like a so double meaning. So I thought meaning, you just took it like from that. the show. Right. So next time you just say you like palm fruit. Yeah, right, right. Oh my... What Wait a it? minute. Is myrrh between... Oh, never mind. No, don't Myrrh between the breasts is that... No. What are the liquids? What, rest when you breasts? read that, though, because there's... Sexual. But myrrh's not... Is myrrh liquid? No, I thought it was... Is that, uh, I think it's is it oil? like a perfume. I yeah, I thought it was an oil perfume. I don't know what it is, so I can't... Is it an essential so oil? So maybe it's... I think it's massage oil. Yes. Hmm. It's a metaphor for spunk. What? So what do we think... Like, I'm not saying that the Bible... Or Song of Songs is vulgar... Mm. But what well, what I think what what I think to me is I think it is for some people. Well, yeah, yeah. I think for yeah. a, for like evangelicals, mm. I think that's for a lot of them it's very vulgar. Yeah. Even I would say some married couples, it would be very vulgar. However, reading it now as an adult, like I read that when I was like, I mean, my parents could be there if I was a like six year old ball of hormones. Yeah, yeah like right. my parents wouldn't let me no read lie. it till I was like eighteen or nineteen because they were like, hey, if I tried to read <laughs> it when censored. I was censored. No, well, it's like and, in the like in the video store. This is da- aging us or dating us. <laughs> but like when they have like the, the uh, back Caleb, section, what the video store? <laughs> yeah, at Blockbuster, movies. at Blockbuster, you have to like get a, a, a attendant to like walk you back into the behind the curtain yeah. behind the curtain so it's, the, it's the adult Do section of the bible look behind the curtain yeah. the rest of the bible's out in the front yeah. and in the back it's just song yeah, exactly. of songs it's just exactly. so, so, so I looked up myrrh I looked up myrrh yes oh yes what is it myrrh is a natural gum or resin extracted from a number of small thorny tree species Myrrh thorny, resin. Thorny trees? Horny? 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 You're so uh, thorny right now. You're so thorny. <laughs> I'm, uh, so, I'm so, so thorny. Myrrh resin has been used throughout history as a perfume, incense, and medicine. Myrrh See, mixed with wine incense. can also be ingested. Oh, I thought it was... Ooh. Huh. I guess one of my questions, though, with this that. is... I thought, I'm, not, we I'm not saying it's vulgar. Like you said, Eric, it could be to some people... But why is a story a poem? Because I think Song of Songs is supposed to be as a poem. Oh, sure. Yeah. It's wisdom literature. Um, so I think, because you look look at Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, um, Song of Songs as like the core group of wisdom literature. Maybe I should, when we invite my uh, co-author of my uh, journal article, which is coming out soon. Tim who, Yeah. Who I wrote. I know how to pronounce this. Um, pretty impressed. Who he studied? He studied wisdom literature, and among <laughs> other things. But why is that the only kind of overtly sexual book? Maybe it was early that we have in scripture. It's risque, that's for sure. Well, but yeah. honestly, if you think about yeah, there's why violence, it? there's bloodshed, there's all this other stuff in the Bible. It just seems so out of place. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So like yeah, that, and even right. since a kid going through that. It's like, why is this? And I have no problem that it's in there. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's never taught me about or was, sex. Or was there ed, a book that didn't make the cut, you know, to be right, in the Bible right. that was before it that kind of explained They were like, it. oh, this is tame and, compared to what other people oh, have written. Yeah. And now it's out of context and we don't know it's, where it fits. It's really interesting. What just struck me about something you said is that the Old Testament is full of violence and brutal sex and mm. slavery right. and, and murder. Incest. 
And it seems so out of place that there's something about love. And a yeah. soft like, take that's on love what, that's like, romantic. That's a very... I think I think that says... There's, that I says so that. much. <laughs> that says so much yeah. about just kind of our relationship with the Bible, how yeah. we view the Bible, how like... Well, and I think it depends on how you is. view it because someone could look at it and view it as love. Someone could look at it and be like, oh my gosh, that's so vulgar sex. Oh, we can't talk about that. That's just not appropriate. Yeah. Depending on like mm-hmm. your, you know, someone's like point of view. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's true. But, very true. Like murder, slavery, yeah. rape, killing, all that stuff. Well, that's okay because that's like. Interesting, yeah. But we can't know. say. Oh, we but can't we gotta say look at it in our context, what we're talking about, and yeah. intent. Because in America. We we hide behind sexuality. We're so prudish with like yes, a puritanical background. Dude. You go to Europe, like when I visit my best friend in Switzerland, I mean, a mannequin attest, there's sex shops all over. Like, there's kids that are like my niece's age and my daughter's age mm-hmm. walking past like sex shops, completely naked women on front. And the only thing that's they have little tiny stars in front of their nipples and where yep. the vagina is. Everything else is there. You look at what we have as city pages here in the cities where they have like this, like strip clubs and sex numbers in the back, but they're all fully clothed. No. In Switzerland, they're all naked. I mean, mm-hmm. anybody, a five-year-old kid could pick it up. Right. Just reading it so, on the train. Reading it on the yep. train. And they did. And we saw that. And to them, they're like, meh, that's right. fine. Yeah. But it's in Switzerland. It's fetishized when you but, hide it. When you, right. But in Switzerland, well, violence. Well, said about the about swearing and the father explaining to his right, child. Right. But violence in Switzerland, yeah. you, don't, you don't see the kind of crap you see on our network mm-hmm. television yeah. over there. Yeah. So, but I think, so there's the intent. So I think in America, even that. though we're number one in porn distribution in all of the world, England's close, close by, but so we're, we, we fetishize sex so much, mm-hmm. but yet we're so repressive about it at the same mm-hmm. time. So we look at sex workers, whether they're porn stars or prostitutes or strippers, and we, we're like, we demonize them and they're terrible and they're wrong. But yet we look at in America we do, but yet we're all doing that behind closed doors. We're looking at porn. We're doing whatever. And but so I think for American Christians at mm-hmm. least, especially evangelicals, I think we're so put off by that book. Now I'm not saying look like me, but speaking for them, it sounds like I used to be one. They're so put off by that because it's so in your face. Literally, there's this mm-hmm. very mm-hmm. erotic. I would say "Song of Songs" is an erotic love poem between mm-hmm. a, a lover, question. like lovers. Mm-hmm. And I think all of us would agree with that. Because Americans don't know what to do with it. Exactly. I think American Christians don't know what to do with it yes. because it is the only book within mm-hmm. all the Old and New Testament mm-hmm. that that shows us mm-hmm. that. And ironic, ironically, you know, violence. Is so acceptable. Like I know, because so it's so many, on brand for America. I know, yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, and and for Christians throughout history, really, yeah, to be honest. yeah, even yeah. Dog, and I think that, uh, yeah, totally. I, I think it's led up to this weird thing where the vast majority of let me just say of uh, evangelical mothers that I grew up with, uh, you know, in, in the evangelical world, would be totally fine with their kids like playing Call of Duty. Watching yeah. you know super violent films with blood and heads getting blown off. But then if there's like a scene of consensual sex between like a married couple even, or like they start with foreplay, oh, even, yeah. then it's like switch the channel, red flag, red yep. flag, this yep. is unacceptable. But it's like, were you, are your kids not downstairs blowing off the heads of other soldiers like in a in a in essentially a virtual reality simulation right now? Yeah, absolutely. Do you have something, Kayleen? That's true. Well, I mean, <laughs> when I went to Europe when I was, I was in college and 
their perception of like the people that I stayed with in Sweden, their perception of American women was the women from Sex in the City. They thought that we were gonna walk in there and we were gonna be dressed like like them and that you know that all everybody's having sex like that. I mean like literally that's what they thought they of assumed us. That, yeah. They assumed it and, and it's interesting because that's what people think of us but we can't handle it. That's very interesting. That is you know we can't like we can't handle it. That is interesting. Um so jumping off of that kind of more in the vein of Caleb what you were just saying um one time I've been to Poland a few times with an organization that does like uh, summer English camps. Oh, cool! So like, for, wow. yeah, like to do like English language. So you know the, the bitch. Yeah, uh, that, another another Polish a fun thing. Uh, a way to say a young seal in Polish is moda foka. <laughs> <laughs> so that was kind of a fun one. That is good. Um, <laughs> that is a fun one. But <laughs> you're so going to use that. I know yeah, you will. <laughs> but one of the things that. There was, there was a kid one year when I was there who literally was saying that his his idea of, like, America, because, like, they they have so much American media, because it's like Hollywood pumps out more mm. than everyone else, yeah, right? Sure, it's sure. like yeah. they're watching American movies, oh, yeah. American TV shows and stuff. For sure. And he legitimately, like, asked or, like, thought... I forget how the conversation exactly went, but basically he just assume that, like, everyone is walking around with guns all the time. Oh, right. Like, everyone has, a gun of- on, everyone has a gun on them all the time, and it's, like, people, like, he's, like, how many, like, do you see people shooting other people all the time? It's, like, no. Uh-huh. I've never, I've never, like, I've never seen anyone with a gun outside of a shooting range or someone that I've been hunting with. Or if uh-huh. you have, it's because you've seen it in a movie. Just but like yeah, they no, like, like, I, like in right. person. You've I've never, never seen it personally, but you've only seen it in a apart from like a, they apart have. from a cop with yeah. a sidearm on, yeah. or a shooting range, or hunting. while I'm hunting. Mm-hmm. Those are the only times I've ever seen right. guns. Mm-hmm. And it's like the perception from Europe because all they see is American right. media. Yeah. They just assume that there's guns yeah. everywhere and there's always people being mm-hmm. shot. That'd be another interesting ratio, like you were talking about earlier, Eric, with like social kind of uh, experiments or, or studies and things like that. It's like the the ratio of guns or gun violence that you see on TV versus that in real life. Yeah. Like, oh, that has to be sure so unbelievably mm-hmm. stacked in, in the TV yeah. direction. Well, and then we have all these mass shootings and that just perpetuates that oh, stereotype yeah. mm-hmm. even more so than it would. So There's so many rabbit trails, like... So like my like my son who's in first grade, they have intruder drills at school. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Well, that's Sad. a whole Which I'm sure other. I'm sure Ava's going to deal with that very soon when she mm-hmm. goes to school. Mm-hmm. Which we the worst we had was tornado drills and yeah, fire oh, yeah. drills. Yeah. Yeah. Let's be honest. When I was in school, I mean, when Columbine happened, I'm dating myself. Well, I'm the second oldest here. I was. Like, I was a sophomore in high school. Mm. I was a junior. Was that 97? 99. 99. When Combine happened. And I remember there was kids literally in my class, in my English class, that were laughing. This kid was laughing because they were like, they they didn't, they they thought, because they they were gamers. And so they thought, like, this was like a game. And, like, my teacher had to, like, shut them up. And I was like, no, this is real. Like, these two individuals, for whatever reason, 
what, like these people who are killed, these students, they got shot down. They're dead. They're not coming back. It's not. Gable. And literally, and yeah, literally, literally the next year, right. and literally yeah, the next the year, there's one of our classmates that took his life at school, and all oh those God. people changed. Well, like not too far from school, wow. but he was a he was a very popular. He was a jock. He was well loved. Like it decimated the school, decimated. Yes. And so that because when it when it hits home, it's different. It is different when mm. you know the person. I didn't even. Know, it, I cried like a baby. I, I went to the guy's funeral, even though I only have one or two classes with him because, and that's a rabbit trail. Anyway, but like we're talking about where violence in our culture is completely. Mm-hmm. Different compared to other cultures, and 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 I can only really talk about Switzerland because being there once for two or three weeks, like we have. But since my friend, who's an American, who's been there for the last ten years, which Kayleen, you know him mm-hmm. as well. But like hearing, being over there and seeing how sex and sexuality, mm-hmm. like in Zurich, the the biggest city, prostitution is legal. Mm-hmm. They have legitimate corners. And streets where you can be a prostitute, and we we drove down there. Just, I was like, "Take me down there, Scotty. I just want to see. Mm-hmm. I just want to see." And literally, and Amanda can attest, there was like eight or nine women, just scantily clad, and they actually have hospitals specifically built for sex workers. They have health insurance specifically made for sex workers because mm-hmm. they're like, we want to protect these women. Mm-hmm. They don't. We don't want to have pimps. We don't have one of all these people. Right, yeah. And so they look at sexuality as like this is this is what's going to happen. Right. But violence in Switzerland is one hundred percent different than it is to America, mm. because in America we fe- we fetishize violence yeah. as something that's normal. It's something that we're used to I don't know if it's because we're we've been in so many wars and we're like that's just normal because when I see yeah. someone get blown up on TV it's like ha ha ha, ha. but it's then weird. if you see someone like having sex you um, let's be honest you, if you see someone like in a sex scene you either like it, 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 you're either desensitized to it or it yeah. kind of makes you uncomfortable like yeah. hey that's kind of private right like, yeah. I don't want to see that because yeah. like- you're like oh that's someone's private time mm-hmm. and it is but then at the same time that's the other part of you that you're like kind of like Oh, whatever. It's normal. It's yeah. yeah. No, that's really, and I, uh, I think that's a really good point. Think about like what you brought up, Caleb. Like, why do especially for like evangelicals? Why is war and murder okay to watch on TV or a yeah. movie, but consensual, loving sex? Is like cover your eyes. No, it's true. Yeah. I've yeah. said that to I mean, him numerous times. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I've never that that's baffled me. Yeah. So if I so if I watch a movie or like Band of Brothers, everyone lost oh, their marbles yeah. for that, right. or like The Pacific, everyone's like, "Oh, this is great!" And you're literally seeing people get blown up, mm-hmm. like legs and limbs flying at you, and they're like, "That's normal." Yeah. But then if and I've said this to Amanda, I'm like, "But if someone's why is porn so villainized?" Yeah. I mean, yes, there's an intent behind it, but you're like, human beings mm-hmm. naturally are inclined to have sex, or if someone is like, I'm going to have consensual sex, right. just consensual sex. Yes, yeah. Even monogamous and not even, sex. Not even porn. Yeah. Not right. porn. Not, maybe not even like, porn, but network like... Network television, yeah. if there's mm-hmm. two people in the same bed, it's like, two people getting in bed, 
Like, if I'm watching something with my parents and there's, like, a scene where just people are kissing in bed, it's like I have, like, a feeling of, like, being uncomfortable <gasps> yeah. sitting yeah, next to my right, parents right, watching right, that. Right. But if we're watching something where someone gets blown up, it's like, oh, okay. Exactly. Cool. Exactly. Yeah, yep. exactly. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I do think that's, A, the intent, but I think, it, strictly speaking, it's so cultural. Mm-hmm. And strictly, because we can only speak as Americans, but I think, and I've been to other countries before where they're, like, how we're so desensitized. Yeah. To violence, totally. Yeah, like I, I like I would say I'm bored. I, I'm pretty much a pacifist. I would never own a gun. I don't want to own a gun and all that stuff. I mean, maybe for hunting or something that's different. Yeah. But, but yet I have no problem. What like I'm watching the Punisher right now. Mm-hmm. All, the whole show is just go- like shooting yeah. and murder and yeah. violence. Mm-hmm. But then they have a sex scene within a couple people, and it's like whoop, two seconds, and I'm like. You're glorifying murdering people. Right. And they even talk about it. They're like, oh, I got to kill people because they're bad. And they mm-hmm. killed my family. Boo hoo hoo. But then it's like, let's bone. And it's like, oh, I got to show a side boob because if I show a nipple, mm-hmm. then I can't show that on Netflix even because that's just terrible. We'll take, for example, Game of Thrones. There's, you know, a, few, show, a handful of people that we know who, like, you know, watched it and you that maybe only got past season one or only got a season or two in and thought like because season one porn. there's yep. a lot of things lot take of place nudity. in a brothel, so there's a lot of sex, there's a lot, a lot of, of nudity, but it's HBO. There's a lot of fawns but then and palm fruit. <laughs> yeah, a lot of gazelles in there. But when you hear people like you know, if there's something in Game of Thrones, like specifically the first and maybe second season that make people uncomfortable, it's never maybe like all the first episode. It's yeah, never, know, uh, it's never all the violence. It's never all the violence oh, yeah. and the killing. Nope. It's the sex yeah, and right. that there's so point. much taking place in a brothel. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, mm-hmm. what about that's everything else? Right. So they're like, yeah. oh well. Yeah. You know that that's fine. Something interesting, that, kind of playing off what you're, what you're saying right now, Amanda, and what made me think of it is what you were saying too, Brian. Is how we both. This could be a whole. We have so many like new topics. I think from this conversation, we can do it. This could be a whole other, uh, you know, episode. But like the fact that we like, and I've never really even put this together for myself before, but that we both glorify violence and are desensitized to it. Mm-hmm. Like when I watch, I like The Punisher. You know, I like. I do too. Uh, like I should do that show. I should do that show. Letter Kenny, where like oh, so in every fun. episode they get in a fist fight at the end of like in every single episode. There's a lot of you know fighting, and like for some reason that gets my adrenaline going. That gets me a little bit worked up and things. And like it's a that. funny show, but yeah, it's. A, thanks for spoiling my recommendations. Sorry. I'm just joking. Sorry. I'm just joking. But uh, but it's like it's both on a pedestal and it's the norm. Maybe not in your day to day life, but in what you're exposed to in media yeah. and content. Yeah, it's glamorized. Yeah, it's also like you're expecting it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But it's just weird that like you crave it, but it's like so we're so saturated, oversaturated with yeah. it. You know, it's just- and if you looked at it outside of our culture and context, someone would probably look and be like, "These people are psychos." Mm-hmm. Here's I'm going to give a real nerdy example of this. Oh, great nerd! In the original Star Wars trilogy. Uh-huh. There's, uh, with the exception of when Ponda Baba's arms gets cut off by Obi-Wan in the Mos Eisley Cantina, mm-hmm. yes. there's blood there. There's no other blood in the whole hmm. trilogy. Lightsabers cauterize the wound. Four, five, and six. <laughs> well, yes, which is weird because there <laughs> shouldn't have been any blood. Excuse, I know. There excuse. shouldn't have been any blood. But The physics of lightsabers that we're also familiar with. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But there's no blood. 
in the new ones, there is blood in the movie. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. I haven't and that. I'm positive it's because what's expected. If you had mm. if you had an action movie today, like if you had Star Wars today and there was no blood, people would be like, "Come on, right. like where's the? It's not even real, right? It's not so realistic enough. It's, <laughs> it's like the desensitization and expectation of like it has to like." If you have this as the expectation, after a while you need a little more. You need yeah, a little more. You right, need a little right, more. Right, right, right. Did you so imagine right. if you watched? Like, I don't know if you've watched the Punisher. The new season came out last week, but I'm just thinking from what you said. If I was watching the Punisher, it's a very violent, very bloody show. That would be like if someone got shot or punched and there was no blood. You'd be like, really? It not because I'm craving it because you're like that's not real. Yeah. If someone gets shot, yeah. you're gonna bleed out. If you get the shit kicked out of you. If I get hit like ten times in my face, I'm going to be bleeding all over the place. But that's funny because there's a lot of things that I, as like a very like my scientific like nerd part, doesn't like about how things aren't realistic. Like if you get shot with a gun, you don't go flying backwards. No, <laughs> so there's that kind of stuff where right. it's like so it's but you're going to bleed. Of, it's kind of weird. I don't I don't think it's the realism. I think it's the shock and excitement. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's oh, there's there has to be blood, mm-hmm. so it's real. I think there has to be mm-hmm. blood so that it's exciting. It's not the logical response; it's right. the emotional. It's, right. it's, it's getting excited. Something to go up to the next level, or else we're getting so. If bored. you get shot point blank yeah. with a shotgun and just mm-hmm. fall over, that's not as exciting as if you get shot and you fly back right. five yeah. feet. Right, well, so that's why it happens. Absolutely, mm-hmm. but let's be honest: if you get shot, you're going to bleed. Yeah, I mean, if you get a graze, you're even going to bleed. I agree with you. If you get shot, you're not going to fly halfway across the room mm-hmm. like they do in shows and in movies. But they do that because that's way more appealing than if I get shot and I'm just going to fall over. Mm-hmm. Yep. But this got what we got talked about violence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a. I honestly feel like this, this is probably going to be a, a part one. Just be, I mean, because like, we're talking about violence, about, but not even in the Old Testament necessarily. Well, the the last question. Yeah, I this had, was we'll this say, this got like this was very much like. Present but see, culture. These, right. which these, is, yeah, but these four yeah. questions, these questions I had, I remember saying to Amanda last night. I said, "We're not even going to get through all of them." And she's like, mm-hmm. "We're not." And I'm like, "With our group of yeah. people here, <laughs> we're the smaller group. We're yeah. Smaller. yeah, we don't even have everyone." Right. And I'm like, "There's so many rabbit trails." But I think, but that's a, I think tying back to the Bible. That's why I think the Bible, whether we believe in a literal sky man, I always start saying that. So thank you, Caleb. <laughs> I'm proud of that one. Um, That's a good one. I say that all the time. I'll say that at work, and people are like, "What do you mean, sky me?" And I was like, "And I'm like, dang you, Caleb." <laughs> See how it's dang, dang you? See how it's oh, dang you? So look many. At you. Oh, rats! I thought y'all North said darn instead of dang. When I say dang around, like my friends are like, no, we say <laughs> oh shoot, oh shoot, oh my gosh. Oh darn Which it! Gosh darn it! <laughs> See, I hate when people say we don't talk like that in the Twin Cities. Oh, you just did. You, <laughs> in Bemidji and up north, they're like, "Oh darn yeah, don't you know Ufta?" We'll do the oh like here, like that's all of Minnesota. Mm. Like the oh, like the, oh, we yeah. enunciate oh. our O's here. Oh. But what's so funny? As soon as you go into like Missouri and on south, like Kansas, all uh-huh. that, everyone's like, "Y'all, y'all!" Like there's this instant twang. You hit, mm-hmm. you hit Missouri because yeah. I have relatives in Kansas City. In rural it's Missouri, this, rural Missouri. It's, yes, because my relatives. Rural. Live, Rural. 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 Yeah, yeah make fun of me back. It's, that's beautiful. It's dialects. It's beautiful. These can offshoot into their own languages. Well, can I just it's say great. this? Totally unrelated, but I got to say this. I have a cousin who is an English major, and I know mm-hmm. he doesn't listen, 
I'm not going to say his name. Don't, please. But he had a, he, he's from a small town that's about, I would say, 45 minutes to an hour east of Kansas City, Missouri, on the Missouri side. Yeah. Okay. So the hit country, straight okay. hit country in Missouri. In their small town of like 5,000 people, he had an English teacher that said there was a strip, like literally this invisible strip that went through parts of America where those people spoke perfect English, that there was no, there's no accent, nothing. Yeah, so like real, you could, everyone has an accent. So you could go there. there, and then you go to that other place, uh-huh. let's say in like Alaska, uh-huh. if that went up there, and you guys would speak the same way. And I was like, yeah. that's a bunch of bullshit. Because uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, if I'm from Minnesota and I go to Kansas, like hit uh-huh. country, Missouri... I'm gonna sound like I'm a freaking like Canadian. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but if I go and I, seriously, but if but all my cousins when I go down and visit them, I just laugh because they're like, Brian, Amanda, y'all, you know, and I'm just like, uh, they're like, sure. what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm uh-huh. like, oh, y'all facing ghost sore? Yeah. They're like, y'all Don't gonna go? They're like, y'all gonna go see a movie? <laughs> and I'm like, guys, you're like not even like 50 miles from like an urban metropolis well, right. where if you talk like that, they would punch you in your face. Well, and when it's so different from you, it does seem more exaggerated. So yeah. like, no I'm doubt. sure there's other yeah. like accents, you know, whether We're it's like southern or like a Boston like accent or whatever that people might do, and it seems over exaggerated. But then you talk to someone from there and yeah, in no. real life it's not it's like a caricature you know yeah. you're exaggerating the differences that stand out to you right you know. um I guess we could stop with the sex talk um it's making me uncomfortable as an American Christian talking this past about half sex. hour is just gonna be a constant bleep <laughs> it's like, have you ever seen those YouTube videos uh, in a or like unnecessary? Oh, yeah. oh my gosh, it's super so funny. funny! So funny. Jimmy Kimmel does it well. Um, well, we do have to take. We're going to take a shot like off air. More inappropriate. But before we finish, uh, stay tuned to part two. I don't. I think we beat our record though for how many curse words. Yeah. Oh yeah. Not, even, not for cursing, but for curse words used. I would curse say. words. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, do but, you count but, pickles <laughs> or fudgesicle? How about fudge pickle? <laughs> I wish we. I wish we had a Catholic member who could tell us how, approximately how many hell marys and we have to say on account of all the curse words that we used. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, we haven't done this in a while. Let's do recommendations. Okay. I've got a fantastic one. I have a couple. Uh, we're still doing. It's only. Five to nine. Yeah, we've, we've done much bad. longer episodes. Who wants to start with the recommendations? We better not do the same one. I have one. I can go for it. You um, sound excited. Yeah, I just finished listening to an audiobook. Ooh, um, I really enjoy audiobooks and podcasts because I feel like it's a great way for me to reclaim time because I spend. I've got a decent commute, so it's like yeah, for sure. I feel like it's a way for me to mm-hmm. utilize some of that time, totally. which is great. Mm-hmm. But um, the audiobook I just finished is called Seven Eves. By Neil Stevenson. Seven Eves. Seven Eves. Okay. And it's like one word. So it's... Oh, okay, E-V-E-S? Okay. Yeah. It's the last part of the word? Yeah, so it's like a palindrome. Oh, okay. Seven Eves. Seven Eves. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's um, cool. It's... I highly recommend it. Either the audiobook or reading it. If you like... Like speculative hard science fiction. So not like Star Wars, Star Trek science fiction, but it takes place... I would say it probably takes place about 10 years, within the next 10 years, initially. Cool. Um, And there's a ton of, like, real science in it. Um, But the first line of the book, how it starts out, is the moon exploded suddenly 
and for no apparent reason. Ooh. That's creepy. Ooh. And That'll so it's it's basically like humanity trying to figure out like scrambling to create like a survival plan mm-hmm. because all of these chunks of the moon are wow. going to start falling. Yeah. Mm. yeah, and so that's awesome. You got like this macro kind of view of like what's going to happen to the human Two, race, yeah, right? The whole race, and then you have all of these micro views of like persons. Yeah. You like get like their own stories. You get these personal interactions, wow. and there's like people on the space station when it happens, and they've got friends back on Earth <gasps> that they're never going to be able to see again, and like mm-hmm. there's all these like miniature stuff, but and then all this big like human philosophical right. like existence oh. existential questions. And, like, tons of really, really cool, like, the only, like, fiction stuff, apart from the moon exploding, <laughs> there's, like, fictional technology. Like, technology that we don't okay, have, okay. but, like, y- you could kind of speculate on okay, how it would work. I see. And so it's, it's super cool. If you like, if this sounds interesting to you, please, please, please don't look up anything about it. Oh, okay. Don't look at anything. You get spoilers. Yeah, like, because it's... There's some really awesome stuff that you don't want to like. You want to like get surprised by it. Cool, but yeah, it's so good. I've been there's like I finished it about a week ago, and there's been like so many times where I've like had like a thought where I remembered something that was earlier in the book that like correlated to something later on. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh yeah, and like there's tons of there gets into like political stuff because there's like characters that are on like one like kind of like a political caricature, Mm. and it's like. Some of it's, like, kind of prophetic about... Because there was, like, stuff about social media and how, like, rampant, like, stuff goes and, like, people latch up. Like, yeah, it's... There's just tons of really awesome stuff Cool. About it. I'm going to have to mm. check that out and then you and I just hang out one-on-one and talk about it so we don't, like, spoil it I would else. love... For everyone Damn, I, I want to get the book right now. I, have I like it. having you know, a physical sounds, copy. I kind of want to look and see if there's, like, an audiobook. I haven't met anyone else yet who's read it, so I can't, like, talk about it, but they're, like, I want... I'm going to text you, like, in the middle of the night and be like, oh, my God, I can't sleep. Yeah. I have to finish a book what I'm reading right now, which will be one of my recommendations. Watch you go ahead. Well, I'll go ahead. Um, hopefully, I don't steal it. No, well, I don't know. So, two things I'm going to recommend because I think we are limited to two. Um, one is a show that my brother actually um, recommended, and if you've met my brother, which us here have met, my brother. Yes, it's at the library, St. Paul Public Library. You probably <laughs> She's have so to, there's probably a bunch of holes. Um, anyway. Um, I, I texted my brother back after we watched the first episode. I'm like, I can't believe you recommended this to me because my brother doesn't swear and literally every other word out of these people's mouths is a curse word. However, the show oh. is on Hulu. It's called Future Man. <gasps> yeah. Oh, I've heard We're that. About that. Yeah. It is There's a ton of swearing it? Oh, oh my yeah. gosh. I every would other, not have guessed that from the previous that I've Every other word. Well, it's executive produced by... Adam Goldberg and Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen. Oh, okay. That would make so, sense. And there's so many good, like, improv comics, like UCB comics and, like, Yeah, I mean, comics. there's a lot of comics in there, like Aquafina, if you know who she is. She was in Ocean's 8. She's, like, really... Po- she's in Crazy Rich Asians, that movie. Um, it is... Season 1 came out, like, last year, and Season 2 just came out at the beginning of the year. We binged watched it. It was, like, 26 episodes. Ooh. They're only half-hour episodes, yeah. so they're not that Like, 24 long. minutes once you... But what's you really know. cool is it starts out about, like, gaming and about... And I won't go really into yeah, specifics. Don't spoil it. 
But it goes into like gaming. Like Josh Hutcherson is the main actor. He was in Hunger Peter, Games. Peter from Hunger yeah, Games. Yeah, Peter from Hunger Games. And then um, Haley Joel, Joel Osment, Osment is mm-hmm. in it. Six Sense. Some other people. There's more famous people in there. Uh, mm-hmm. Keith David. He's been in a lot of stuff too. However, season one is really, really funny. And then season two is goes really. I mean, it's really sci-fi. But season two is all out like sci-fi, comedy, dark humor. It honestly, Amanda and I, I don't think we've laughed so hard mm-hmm. in a show in a long time. Like, I I saw it on Hulu every time we've we've kind of like spent through things, and I've seen like little ads for it, and I'm like, that show looks so dumb. I'm like, it just looks so cheesy. But that's one of those things like don't judge a book by its cover is one of the most. Fu- I, and I'm a sucker for cursing. Like stupid cursing, like cursing that doesn't make sense. Mm. Like where you're just like shut your rat hole. Yeah, they have their own. Well, yeah, they have that in there where they're like kissing is rat hole to rat hole. Yeah, and you're just like what or like the. I think for me, I think it's extremely hilarious. Like when women get really pissed and they just start being like vulgar because the main actress in there, she would be like. I, she would just be like, "Shut your fucking dick before I nail it to the wall," and I'm mm. just like, "I don't know. That's not really funny." But when she says it, I just bust yeah. out laughing because I'm like, "What?" So it, it's just go in there. It just like if you're having a really crappy day at work, you come home, pop in mm-hmm. a couple episodes. Hilarious. Just it's dramatic absolutely. enough and like it's enough. Yeah, there's a, a good really yeah. intense storyline, and it's not mm-hmm. scary or anything like that. It's just funny. Yeah. It, it, it's it's Seth Rogen. If you like Seth Rogen and what he does, and like his you know producing people, which they're like they're like this is like their third or fourth show that they've done, and it's mm-hmm. absolutely. Weird. I will say season season two huge cliffhanger. Like mm-hmm. Amanda and I finished watching it, and we were both like, "Oh my god!" And I we think did not season see two coming. just came out recently. So yeah, so season three won't wait. come out for like yeah. another year. The other recommendation that I have is a book. Um, and I'm judging myself. I've seen a lot of his movies and miniseries, but I picked this up. We live like six blocks from a public library. I picked up Stephen King's uh, Doctor Sleep. And if you know, and I'm sad that Angel's not here, but one of our favorite movies of all time is The Shining. Not Stephen King version, the miniseries that was terrible, but the Kubrick. Uh... Doctor Sleep is the sequel to The Shining, oh. the direct sequel to hmm. to The Shining, and it follows Danny Torrance as an adult, which is the kid. Yeah. And The Shining, if you know anything about The Shining, it's like The Shining is like he can hear people talk to him. He can hear ghosts it's talk like to him. And these visions too. And these visions, so you yeah. can hear dead people talk to him. Kind of like the sixth sense, yeah. like your dead it's people. It's like a clairvoyant. Yeah, it's like this. So he can, any animal, anything that's been living, living or dead, he can hear. And the, I'm only like 200 pages in. It's like a 600-page book. But my whole thing is read Stephen King because that guy knows how to write. He knows how to write horror, mystery, suspense. Like I, if I don't read like a chapter a day, I literally go to me and I'm like, I'm sad. I haven't read like a chapter just because. Well, reading's good for you. Let's be honest, but he's such a good actor. Like I like reading like horror and mystery and sci-fi just as much as I like watching it like on TV. So, Future Man, the both sci-fi. Future Man is the show and Doctor Sleep as a book by Stephen King. 
That's some really good recommendations. Top that. Well, I am going to shamelessly self-promote myself. Oh, yeah. Because I have a small upcycle business that I've been starting. I recently had just uh, upcycled greeting cards, but I wanted to do more. And now that Ava is a little bit older and I actually have a little more time and she can kind of play on her own while I'm working on things, um, I have a lot of products I've been working on. And so... I have a Facebook page, um, an Instagram page, and then I just open my Etsy shop, and I'll be looking for different, like, craft fair and festivals to sell things at. Um, I love your Instagram. And so I have, you know, some things as simple as um, magnets from uh, movie theater ads from the 1960s or, um, or, you know, crayons that, you know, all the crayons that get discarded, like, especially from restaurants and stuff, you know, melt them down, mixing the colors, melting them down into, you know, different molds or, you know, other like signs. A lot of it might be like artwork or home decor, you know, stuff like that. Or I'd eventually like to work my way up if anyone has seen the show Flea Market Flip. Something like that is like my dream kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but my shop is called The Misfit Attic. So if you look on Facebook, you'll find me at The Misfit Attic, also on Etsy at The Misfit Attic. And on Instagram is slightly different. I'm trying to get it fixed because I know it's available. But on Instagram, it is the Misfit Attic underscore MN for Minnesota. So check it out. Leave comments. Follow the pages. Buy stuff. Buy stuff because it's supporting local businesses. So when you're supporting the local business, you're supporting us, which also in turn helps support the podcast because... Obviously, it does cost a small amount of money to put out podcasts. We need so. patrons, too, by the way. Patrons. Mm-hmm. And it helps support our adorable little daughter. So on, how can you on. say no how to that? How can you say no to giving money to our kid? Mm. Nice. Is that the only one? Um, <coughs> I think so, yeah. Okay. Just going to promote myself, and shameless. that's about it. You show yes. shameless. Yeah. So shameless. Uh, just real quick, kind of teased it a little bit earlier, but uh, I would just say check out the show Letter Kenny. Uh, it's a great Canadian show. Um, it's very witty. It's, uh, it reminds the 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 kind of the setting reminds me of like Trailer Park Boys a little bit, but it's really it's it's very it's a lot quicker and more witty and well scripted and well written. And um, I, I binged the whole thing and then I just started rewatching it. And I showed it to Brian before our interview with the drunk ex-pastors. And, uh, Maybe after we're off air, we should watch an episode because it's freaking hilarious. That'd be, yeah, that's good. <coughs> and really? I can make fun of Canadians. Well, I've been racking my brain for recommendations. And, um, you know, Amanda and I have been talking about Jane the Virgin. It's oh, not going back. Until, I love that show too. It's, it's not going back show. until like March 27th. March something, but she was on on um, Gina Rodriguez was on um, Jimmy Fallon the other day, and it's just the funniest funniest interview about how she met her husband because he was he was the stripper and one that came to in her real life in real life. I no. just watched that yeah. episode because yeah. I'm rewatching the series. Yeah, and he was he, she married she married the guy that the came to, 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 yeah. to that her mom hired as the stripper for her. Like she didn't. 
really yeah. want it, but but <laughs> just her comment will change. Which Kayleen will talk about this off air, but yeah. I just saw a posting online that there's going to be a spinoff yeah. of Jane oh, the Virgin. Nice. nice. Also, if you like Gina Rodriguez. She's in a new movie. Uh, she's in a new show. She voices Carmen Sandiego. <gasps> oh, that's right. On she Netflix. was amazing in Annihilation. On Netflix. Did you say Time? That's the that's the second. I know it's the second no. iteration. Where in the world, world is world world. Carmen Sandiego? Wow! I watched that video all Yes, time. I love you. Eric. I had the PC video game. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I did too. Yeah. yeah. It's way different. We okay, watched gumshoes. Like, <gasps> but the, I'm a gumshoe now. I can. Chief is talking to me directly. <laughs> Mind blown. We got to continue this conversation off air. But we lost like you never watched Carmen San Diego. Get out. You don't even watch. You don't even like Star Wars. You've I never, do like Star Wars. She's I've never just, seen any of the I, Star Wars movies. Oh no, I, well, I saw part of Episode One, like the not that that doesn't episode count. Episode one or Episode Four? No, Episode One. Episode One. Episode One. Count. That is Shit. the absolute triggered worst place to start. Worst worst place to start. I have so many. That'd be like that'd be like starting reading the Bible with Revelation. No, there's not even an allegory. There's not even. <laughs> I, I, I Most times you start with number Revelation one, except for like Star Wars. You never like, start with number like, one. You I never watch the first. Right. The worst thing to trigger, Eric. <laughs> You've never watched Star Wars. See, I've I never seen either. Either. I've seen, I've seen, never watched I've, episode I've one. I see these things on purpose just to the get whole. All of episode you know, one is just pod You should never see it on this. I mean, am I right? I do experiments on me about the order that I watch them and whatever. Yeah. I don't even care. But if anybody is anyways, listening, and this the is Jimmy the Jimmy Kimmel version. If this is their Jane first time, this is not usually how off base could go. Well, but it's kind of fun, questionable. isn't it? Questionable. Questionable. Yeah. Are we ready to cut yeah, till done. next time? Yeah, dude, we're at like 145, bro. Do it. Should I give a Star Wars recommendation? Go yes. for it. As long as it's not episode one. If you want to if you want to watch them in the best order. Oh, boy. And see, I, it's triggered. I have lots well, of, okay, I have I, lots I, of I different say, people that have told me I this. haven't. Just for the listener, Eric's skin has turned green and he's slowly growing. <laughs> <laughs> you won't like him when he's as angry. Far as, as far as... <laughs> Episodes one through six go. Uh-huh. The best possible order to watch them in are as follows: four, five, two, three, six. Without one at all. Don't watch one. No, one is shit. So you. St- this, is, this is why. It doesn't add anything. You start. You start with a new hope because it sets up like the, the original universe. story the way it's yeah. supposed yeah. to. Yeah. Then you'd watch Empire Strikes Back because it's okay. like New Hope. I don't. <sighs> kind of leads right in. I mean, you yeah, know. it's like it ends well. Then Empire Strikes Back is like, oh shit, like uh-huh. got to figure stuff out. Then there's like y- you see some stuff with Luke that's like he's got this like pull from the dark side and the light side, right? Then you kind of leave it as a cliffhanger. You go back, you skip episode one because it's garbage. There's nothing useful in it. Right. Episode two. You start learning about Anakin. Episode three, yes. you like figure out. And oh, episode two is where you f- figure out like the big Darth Vader reveal. Mm-hmm. So it saves that kind of like mm-hmm. awesome bit. Yeah. Then you go back and watch how that happened. Then you finish with Empire with Return of the Jedi, and it's kind of at the beginning. You don't know if Luke's gonna like fall Slip. to the dark side ah. or not. And so, so you good. you maintain the Vader. Story, the storyline. Story so it's four, five, two, three, six. Yes. What mm. do you think about the last two, eight, nine? 
Oh boy, let's let's do this off air. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. My recommendation was just that viewing order. I okay, started. Sorry. I started with a whole... that sequence of numbers. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Bye. Bye, everybody. A post-Christian production. <laughs> <laughs>